<laughs> I'm a verbal assassin. <laughs> This is the Jay and Woody Show with Jay Hitchcock and myself, Paul Wood, the toughest man in sport. Right. Welcome to the uh, inaugural show of the Jay and Woody Show. We've got special guest Ryan Hampshire in the studio tonight. Um, Ryan, how are you? Hey, boys, how are we? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Woody? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Nice. Uh, listen, we'll firstly address the... Um, Elephant in the room. Doggy's <laughs> no longer with us. He can't be long, no longer be with us. Uh, we wanted to show that we can voice uh, an honest opinion as current players, which um, would be an uncensored connection between the the fans and uh, and, and us. Basically, um, we tried to do that. Uh, obviously, we've run into a little uh, roadblock, and and Oggy can't be with us anymore. But um, we can't go too much into it. But what I will say is um, the fact that people out there would even question the notion that Oggy is uh, not, not supportive of his, of his club and his teammates, I think is um, f- frankly ridiculous. Uh, we're talking about uh, a player that is coming quickly approaching a, a decade at one club and his professional entirety has only ever been at Castleford Tigers. Uh, I think to even question his integrity towards his teammates, his team, his club, uh, and anything to do with the Castle for Tigers is pretty ridiculous. There's my bit. Spot on, mate. Spot yeah. on. Sweet. Right, into the show. Um, obviously, we got Rocky on the show tonight, uh, mate. So, same sort of setup as last time we, we were on our show. Uh, we were going to run through the game. So, we've, we've got Wigan, uh, London. Uh, Wigan beaten London 18 8. Did, uh, did you catch the game? Nah, I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't catch it. Um, I was. I was a bit tied up at the weekend. Um, but yeah, um, good result. Good result for um, for Wigan. It's, I caught caught glimpses of it, Jay. I didn't. I didn't sit down and, and, and watch it. It wasn't on me at my list. Um, but yeah, good win for Wigan. They seem to be churning a, a couple of results, right, don't they? Yeah. And um, for to say they had, you know, a pretty shocking start. I think the sort of you know, they're seeing a, a few f- fruits of um, Adrian, Adrian Lamb. You know, yeah. and um, but yeah, they've still got a lot of work to do. Um, uh, of, of Wigan, but you know, I think I said it. I said it a few weeks ago after the Easter period. The teams with the small squads they struggle because they just can't rotate the players. And I think I love Danny Ward, um, and I think he's a great coach. But I just don't think he's got the troops to. To do much now towards this at this stage in the season. Yeah, Rocky, did you catch it? I, like what he said, a glimpse of it, mate. I think. Yeah. A lot of games at minute are boring me. So. Mate, a hundred. Not, not, nothing to do with the players or the teams or whatever. But I'm watching them and just, I'm just not enjoying them. So I'm just turning them straight off, mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, okay, an interesting stat: forty injuries over the fifteen days. So the the four games, not just the Easter weekend. I'm talking the week before leading into it. Obviously the two games and then the hangover game, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Forty plus injuries that were more than a week. So more than a niggle, more something that's going to keep you out for a week plus. Forty. 40 across Super League and I, I think we touched on it I th- um, and this is nothing against the young fellow that played debut for Wigan during this time but we're talking about 14, 15 games in uh, jerseys number 45 and above I mean if we're trying to sell the game that for me is pretty ridiculous isn't it 
Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, going back to my, my sports science days uh, when, I, when I was studying. <laughs> but I, I know myself, um, you know, we when we was at Lee, it was yeah. one of the, the areas we really focused on. Two to three weeks after the Easter period, that is when your injury, your chance of injury rockets massively. And if you haven't got the squad, and again, going back to London, who haven't got a lot of, a lot of players, teams will really, really struggle. So... Wigan are fortunate that they can do that. You yeah. know, it's it's pretty good that they can get the you know the squad numbers to forty five. It shows that they've got some quality and they're bringing young kids through. But there's a lot of teams that that can't do it. So so what do they do? Do they play a welfare? Do they play injured players? Are players forced to play when they, when really they shouldn't be? So it's there's a lot of questions be, be, to be asked. Yeah. So, when your conditioning would you like? How would you how would you train train people coming up to that period and over that period? Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult one. There's so many elements to to look into, and um, but you know, re recovery is certainly priority for me. For me, from obviously looking at the research and also playing in the games, you know, yeah. you don't need to do much around that Easter period. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, you don't need to do much in general. In, uh, there's so many games. You're talking about 40 games in a season yeah. if you're going well in the Challenge Cup and other and other it's, various competitions. It, that's it. There's a lot of team for me. Um, you don't need to actually train that hard during the season yeah. because you get a lot of the elements, you know, um, uh, in, from the match. I think one of the main things we looked at at Lee and um, Chris Bubble, uh, Chris Barron Bubble, who's at, at, at Warrington now, is uh, one of the main focuses is, is the high speed running because that's where you're at highly yeah. to get injured you know when you're at your top end speed so provided you can hit certain distances at high speed running but conditioning wise um you know we, we didn't do a great deal at Warrington when we was playing and you know we was uh I would say we was you know up the one of the one of the, the better teams and one of the fitter teams uh, we did a lot of games conditioning but in terms of like actual just pure flogging conditioning we didn't actually do a great yeah, deal it's just that three months at the beginning in it um and look arguably besides Castleford hit with the most injuries is is Wakefield, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, use a what what he's got out now, eight, eight I from his starting side. It, yeah, it might be mate. I think we just got another on weekend tier only did his uh, ACL and MCL and he walked, he actually walked off the wow. walked off pitch. I tell you I tell you one thing though, again going back to, to some of the things I was looking at when I was doing the strength and conditioning, is what's massively underrated is is aerobic conditioning mm. everyone thinks everything's got to be high intense interval training yeah. and it's not you know it's i think it's massively underlooked and and, and that way you, you're less likely to pick injuries up but stay fit as well yeah mm. so, even so, even swimming swimming love it oh, I, yeah <clears throat> i struggle to breathe swimming but yeah no good for you hey <laughs> <I>, um <laughs> just on that a stat uh that i picked up last year because I play, played in three different competitions. Um, so obviously you wear your GPSs. Um, so uh, a Super League game, uh, I think it was the Saints in the Challenge Cup we played. I think that was played at 104 metres a minute. Um, I played f and obviously when I went on loan to, I played a game, one game at Halifax and, and a couple of games at Bradford. So uh, the Halifax game was 68 metres a minute and the Bradford game I played in was 52 metres a minute. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference you're looking at. This is a weird start for anyone that was out there. And that's something we looked at and when we was doing the training, uh, we 
we was quite fortunate at, uh, when when we was at Lee that we got to speak to uh, one of the analysts at, at the Melbourne Storm, and we had to we had a couple of Skype calls with her, and they, that's one of the um, one of the indicators that the Melbourne Storm worked to. They they make sure that training is over hundred meters per minute when they do the high intensity training days, and they know that if they keep it at that, then during matches, you know, they'll be able to sustain it. Yeah, right. Um, into the next game, Salford. 28 leads 16 uh leads still still doing it very tough i mean what what are your thoughts on leads this year rocky i don't know mate it's obviously just like the coach so yeah, yeah so i mean just see see how they're going to turn this one around but i just don't think i don't think the players are, are performing the the way they shouldn't um i think they've got they've got some good players who, who who need to who need to step up a bit more yeah i guess you know i guess you sort of get a gauge on um, obviously, there's speculation that it's the coach, and then there's speculation that the the whole club's just in a rebuilding phase. There's there's all types of speculation when when something like this comes out. But um, I, I guess you know in the coming weeks uh, how the players react on the field if it was the coach or if it wasn't the coach. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> me and Rocky have just been speaking about it. It's it's difficult really because the players get the blame and oh, the they've let the coach down and stuff, but. The coach has a massive influence on the the environment. Yeah. He's, he's got to get buy-in from the players. You know, he, he might in his head might have the best game plan in the world, and it might work for uh, you know specific players or certain players, but it might not work for that specific group of players. Yeah. So the coach has got to really, really get buy-in, and I don't know what anything about Leeds Rhinos, what's happened this season, or why they're underperforming. They haven't spoke to anybody at the club uh, and asked them. But, you know, coaches have a big influence on the team, but we can't always just say the players have let them down, he's playing bad, because, you know, throughout sport, sometimes coaches get sacked and players do pick the games up, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you can't blame the coach because under even under McDermott, they went near last, won a grand final, near last, final. Now they're back near last. That is bizarre. It, it, and it, that was just two coaches so I, I don't understand that I just don't understand that at all it's fine line into it it's fine line there's so many elements what can dictate whether you have a decent season a good season a very poor season um, I know when Brian McDermott that the, the, one of the years that he finished at the bottom of the league they had the big flood in at uh, Kirkstall so mm. they didn't have a pre-season so that was probably one of the elements to why they didn't you know they was underprepared for that for that, for that season mm. um, but then obviously that season galvanised them players and made them a championship team and they come back and won it so yeah. it, it, it's fine line stuff it, it really is uh, to, to get this right and, and coaches have got to have a certain skill and I believe Brian McDermott's got it I think uh, Tony Smith's got it I think Daryl Pearl's got it oh you like Pearl I like Pearl <laughs> I like Pearl. Um yeah, me tongue in cheek coin, but you know, I, I do think that, I do think Daryl Pearl's got it. I think you know, Sean Wayne certainly got it. You know, the, the coaches out there who have this knack of being able to get players. Tim Sheens? Tim Sheens, yeah. You, you, what I love they're in a tough situation yeah, as well. Yeah, they are and, and you know, you, you could you could argue the fact that Tim Sheen doesn't have the quality of players that other coaches have, but is he getting the best out of the players that he's got? Mm. And you know, I read an article uh, on the Melbourne Storm and they were saying that what they're, they're confident in doing is they can bring a 5 or a 6 out of 10 player and bring him up to an 8 or a 9 and it, it was interesting because at the end of the article it, it was saying that the players that left Melbourne 
ne never really succeeded. They always dropped back down to that level, but the intensity and, and the environment at the Melbourne Storm is it, it, so pressurised that it brings the best out of them players. Yeah, they manufacture players in different positions really well as well. Like um, Gaz, Gaz Widdett was a fullback. What, yeah, the, yeah the, a the coach eight. knows what he's doing, doesn't he? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, right, uh, and arguably a very strange time to sack the coach leading straight into the Challenge Cup. Um, Rocky, do you, in your honest opinion, do you think Leeds are in jeopardy of actually going out of the Super League? The way they're playing, mate, yeah? Yeah. Uh, uh, a few more injuries and they could, you know, they could, they could lose a three or four, but... Yeah. I sort of said at the start, I mean, we always expected Leeds and Wigan to lift themselves off the bottom, but... Um, if it wasn't for London's small squad, I think Leeds would be in a whole lot more trouble. Um, but look, if they get a, if, if if London get a few injuries, I said it on the a, a few weeks ago, they're going to be people are going to be making their debuts. Do you know what I mean? And they're not they're not cut out for the weekend weekend Super League yeah. footy. That is then that's just not going to uh, work. But um, look. Honestly, if if London had a full big squad and had some money to spend, and, and that's the other thing, when that transfer window sort of opens up with the eight weeks to go, and uh, you know, uh, Leeds are always going to be able to buy players during that time. Yeah. Mm. Right, Leeds Bradford derby, the biggest derby. <laughs> Is am I saying that right? <laughs> the biggest derby on the planet. It's not the biggest derby on the planet, isn't it? No, no Wigan, I've never even seen one. Wigan St. Pat's versus Israel's Bridge is bigger than Leeds and Bradford. <laughs> Don't worry about that. But I've never seen one, but I've heard stories. So look, yeah, they're going into the going into the Challenge Cup with with no coach. Um, I I just reckon Leeds are under that much pressure going into this game that we could do them. Hundred percent, mate. I mean, I've watched the Challenge Cup for many, many years, and um, you know, there's there's been some shock results and. You know, the m most famous one was when uh, John Keir's team beat Wigan at Wembley. Yeah. Um, Ironically, Eagles. he's coaching us. Unbelievable. John Keir has got a knack at getting the the best out of the players. So uh, anything can happen. Um, but that that day, I remember, I was a Wigan fan growing up and I remember watching that, 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 that game and uh, it was absolutely unbelievable. Sheffield had, should never have won that game. Yeah. That was know? Matty Crowther's days, wasn't it? Matty Crover, yeah. He's a goal kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had a, they, they, they had some, and you know, and, and we just spoke about coaches getting, you know, six players, sixes and sevens, and getting them up to eights and nines. And, and John Keir is a, a coach who can do that. Mm. Uh, you know, I was only a four or a five, but Tony Smith <laughs> managed to get a seven out of me. So, yeah. There you go. Right, we'll move on to the uh, next game: um, Wakefield versus Huddersfield. Uh, Twenty-six, twenty-five. Rocky drop goal. Seals no, it. Penalty goal, mate. Penalty goal. Sorry. There you go. Well, you get, and there was 15 people there watching as well. So, um, <laughs> no, look, run us through it, mate. That was a game because I missed this one. I, well, know. we was winning 18 six at half time. I think they had a lot of ball in first half just defending his line. And I think week before against Hull, his, his defense was absolutely awful, mate. And yeah. I think it, it was, wasn't shit, but it was awful because no. you can't say anything shit about anything. Yeah. Otherwise, you get, that, that was you get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we had a, we had a honest week in, in review saying you know especially those halves so me and Ben Rells we, we, we were going to get targeted in, in that game and uh, we knew they were going to come at us and then they scored four tries in like four minutes they did mm. the field yeah yeah and we was like what the fuck is this and then um, Ben Jones Bishop got a breakaway try and um, we managed to just claw, claw it back in the end penalty goal 
Lockie, what I will say about you, because obviously I worked with you when when I was at Lee and you was at Lee, and like I've watched your progression now from at Wakefield, and you've just gone from here to up here. So yeah. what what do you, what do you put it down to that? Um, enjoying it, playing for a club. What what means something to me? Yeah, uh, playing with people who 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 I care about, players and friends and and that kind of stuff and. As you know, at Lee, one what best environment for for me coming from a, a Wigan environment and a cast environment to down here at Lee it was I was in a bad place there and I think yeah just I've just just been playing every week just just clear my mind of of knowing what I can do and does does Chris Chester have a big role to play in that because just been speaking about coaches there and I I, mean, I think they're massively they're, they're so influential yeah. on a team and getting that togetherness together and you know like you said you care about your players yeah. you want to play for them yeah. you enjoy the club does Chris Chester have a big part to play in that of course yeah all the coaches do at Wakefield and and, and getting and getting good coaching and and having good just good professionals around you bring you up and um, like, like I said us boys is probably the closest bunch of players I've played with maybe just above cast because you know we're not blessed with the best facilities and all that kind of stuff so yeah. we, we know we, ha we have to stick together or, or wait if you'll just go downhill and you can see it this year we, we're grinding out wins and it's just because we all we all care about care about each other, mate. Yeah, well, with the players you got missing, I mean, you're just still grinding yeah, out wins, as you said. Um, I did feel like I I felt like when we were at Cass, we had a real tight bunch of blokes, but I did feel like you got shuffled around a lot. I mean, I think you played a few games on the wing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And I just felt like you needed to get your opportunity, like your moment in the sun, so to speak, um, where you could just you could just play your game and, and, and be your player and, that, and that's the same with a lot of players and as you touched on it uh, with coaches I mean one it's it's it, it's like um, it's highly needed that the coach is technically sound and, and you learn something from him but also they need to be they need to be a good bloke. Mm -hmm. If they're a bit of a dick, you, no one wants to play for them. You know no. what I mean? And you get coaches like that all throughout your life. Um, it just it, that's just how it happens. So it's a key ingredient being um, uh, a good coach and a great coach, I think, and finding that level ground because you can't really be mates with the coach, and the coach can't really be mates with you, Kenny. No. But but they can, you know, you can get a bit of bounce back and and have a bit of a laugh and stuff like that. And it must be hard for it must. Oh, I'd never fucking coach in my life. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, do you know what he said? I go on the piss with the players on weekend and get sacked. So, <laughs> but do you know what? I agree with you, but I disagree with you in some ways because you know I felt like I was mates with my coaches. Do you know what I mean? No, I, that I, was just you though. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, <laughs> they all hated you. <laughs> but, you know, I felt like I was, you know, friends with Paul Cullen when he was coach, Tony Smith at Warrington, you know. And so I, I did, but there is a boundary there, do you know what I mean? There's a boundary yeah. and, and and it's a fine line, isn't it? To, I, I don't agree that, you know, coaches can go on the piss with the players. Yeah, I agree with that. But I do think you can be friends with, with, with your coach and, and, have, and have a mutual respect for each other and, you know, you've got to want to play for him, and you know, the, no matter what team, the teams that are going well always speak highly of the coaches. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's about it, it's like anything in life, really. They're sort it's of about, obligated as well, though. <laughs> They're a bit obligated to speak highly of their coach. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you're talking to them, you know, in yeah. a pub or something, and it's not being recorded, some players will slag the coach off. But it's about building relationships. If they've got good relationships with the players. You know, I'm a big believer in you can have the shittest game plan in the world, but if all your team pull together and they work to that game plan, attitude. you can still, yeah, yeah you can still course. win that game. You know what I mean? And and I think at Lee, that's what nobody. That's why we were so, let's be honest, so bad because nobody had an attitude to 
it would have weird. It would weird to hear that, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I've been involved in teams who have, we we've we've come off a, from a game, we've won a game, and we've sat back and we've analysed that game and gone, do you know what? That game plan was completely wrong for that team. Mm. But her attitude and everybody sticking to that game plan and working together as mm. a team because we cared about each other, we actually won that game. Yeah, you know. So I've, I think there's a there's a a big philosophy in um, you know having the relationships and, and the care for each other as a team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, right, Castleford versus Warrington. Um, <laughs> Cast fourteen, Warrington twenty six. Um, I was there. Yeah, were you? Was it, a, was it a hostile reception? Oh, it was wood? very hostile. It was, was very it? hostile. The CEO and the general manager was outside the stadium when he arrived, and I was like, they said, you're not welcome here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Surely was, that was just a, they realised that was just a joke. Uh, see, so everyone's watched 15 seconds of, of an hour show. Um, <laughs> if if you get the chance, watch watch the rest of it, because it was bloody funny. Um, right, uh, did you get the chance to watch this game? No, mate, I did. I was Jeez. watching it. Uh, oh, you did? Oh yeah! Oh no! There. Yeah, you were there. I was there. I was there, mate. I was watching. And, uh, Sorry. I was on the end of my seat because if Cass would have won that game, I would never. Have oh, you wouldn't have made it out. And, there was um, and look, I thought <laughs> <laughs> I thought Cass might actually come back there. Do you know well. what? Do you know what? They started coming back, and I was like, "Oh my god, do not do this!" To me. But, um, do you know what they do? You would have got ushered out with the referees up the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have done bottles. I'd have needed a school cap on get out of there. But do you know what? Do you know what? I do rate Cass as a team, and I rate Del Pearl as a coach as well. They're not a bad team. They're doing it tough with injuries. Um, you know, and they've, they've still got some good players in the ranks. Um, talk of Mitch Clark signing for Wigan next season. Yeah, you know, that'd be he went massive loss. If, yeah, um, he's, he's a good kid. And, you know what? They're a good team, Cass. They're just struggling with injuries at the minute. And, and that's where I do feel for Daryl Pearl because, you know, he, he, they're doing a lot of the right things, but they just sometimes don't have the personnel. And it's hard when you're swapping and changing team week in, week out. So Yeah, and Pete Matiadi going into the game visibly unwell yeah um, that doesn't help things at all uh, the Macca picked up an injury in the first 10 minutes wasn't massive it? loss massive loss um, and he's only just he's only sort of just come back into the fold and obviously Rocky you've played with Macca you know yeah. how important he is to a side um, look they're just struggling at the moment aren't they um that's 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 really all you can say I think I think a fully fit cast team is still up in the top three Oh, 100%. Yeah. I tell you what, Warrington worked, worked great, though. I was watching that game thinking Warrington are firing on all cylinders. They had yeah. that lapse in. They had about a 20, 25-minute lapse, Warrington, where they were just sort of, you know, dropped it back into a gear. And, and Cass, it could have went either way there. If Cass mm. pulled off another try, I mean, you, you, it's one try in it and there's 15 minutes to go, but no, it wasn't to be. And uh, Warrington come away with the chocolates. Um, you like that? <laughs> Um, all right, what did we miss? Uh, Catalans, 37, Hull FC, 6. Do you know what? All of, the bit of, they, well, they did a bit of form, aren't they? They, they sort of creeped up the table mm. and, and sort of like surprised a few teams. And uh, I think that Catalan were due a big result. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. They, they were due one, especially away from home because they don't perform well yeah. away from home. So Cass were, uh, sorry, Catalan were, were due that result. But, yeah, um, Braden with the army absolutely ripping them to shreds. Mm-hmm. Um, Hull FC, they are, they are really struggling, aren't they? Mickey Payer, uh, see that? See Mickey Payer's try? Did you catch it? No. It was, a, it was a good. It was a good twenty, thirty meters. He'd like to say forty, but it was probably only thirty. Um, 
No, it was a good run. You don't see front rolls in the clear that often, and the big fella did real well. Um, Obviously, but I didn't look, see me play, Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, I have actually. <laughs> Down at Featherston, Post Office Road. Down that hill, mate, I could do 40 metres. <laughs> right, that's why you, your contract got cancelled because they extended the field. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, and uh, the last game of the round, KR Saints. Um, a try fest and there's some absolutely cracking tries in there if you did, if you didn't catch it Woody I can't imagine you did because you got oh, other things that. going on um, St. Helens 42 Hull KR 26 Rocky did you catch the game I've seen highlights mate yeah. boom Saints, Saints look fast as mm. I don't know how cool yeah. some of their tries Tommy Mason, Mason, I know really there's only that. one bloke that's Caught Regan Grace, and that was me. I sent him into row three, <laughs> like a couple of times actually. So, but like Wormsley just busting him open. Yeah, mate. Did it week before? Is it's a fullback stream? Just follow him. Yeah, just yeah. Literally, just be up his ass, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Look, Kevin Obama, three tries. <laughs> Makinson, three tries. Lomax, Grace, all familiar faces. Um, Kr Valiant effort considering Saints are on fire. I mean, I can't, I honestly can't see anyone getting near them. I mean, that's about as close as I reckon teams are going to get, whatever that is. I'm not a mathematician, but off the top of my head, looks about 16 points or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, we all know with rugby league, you can be red hot this time of the year and it, and it can mean but, nothing. Yeah. It's all about oh, that yeah. grand final and it's, it, I hate to choir. say it, you know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, if you was to predict now, you would say Saints are going to get to the grand final. You know what I mean? You'd predict yeah. them to win it, to be fair. Like Rocky said, they, loot, they just loot fast, quick. I think really. the bookies have them at three quid. So that's pretty... They're playing a different extreme. game. It's almost yeah. like they're playing a different game to the bottom half of the league. E no. Even the they have been blessed. Oh, yeah. They have been blessed with absolutely no injuries, which has allowed them to play. I don't think it's coincidence but, that either. Well, they played, they played an absolute lads? young squad and they still wiped the floor exactly, with them. Exactly, that's what um, I mean. And look, they have obviously had a week off. So these guys have come in firing and genius coaching really, isn't it? Mm. To um, be in a, to, But also be able to be in a position where you can give the boys a week off. Mm. Um, and then you're looking at putting in six superstars back into a team that are firing on all cylinders and, you know, good luck to anyone that tries to get near them. But again, we're going back to coaching here. Like, how, how does um, Holbrook get the same team Kevin Cunningham had to play that well? Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's, he, he's, so he's, he's doing something right and yeah, he's yeah. getting that buy-in from the yeah. players and they all seem to be pulling together for for Justin Albrook and uh, he seemed, I, I met him at the Warrington Saints press conference he just seemed like a, a great guy and you know fun to be around so Saints uh, seem to have it all all going for him at the minute yep that's the end of part one join us after this as a parent it's really important that kids have fun stay fit and meet new friends please come along to the Rugby AM Elite Kids Camps this half term and your child could have two action-packed days of fun, friends, and rugby skills. Head over now and book your kids on EliteKidsCoaching.com. Right, welcome back. Uh, Rocky, we're going to delve into your career now. Uh, 2013 debut. Yeah, man. This is off Wikipedia, so this could be all bullshit, but <laughs> it's been wrong every time with every person, so... He's hoping. Um, five foot nine, that's a lie. 84 kilos, that's <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Yeah, 5'10". Yeah, I try to tell people I'm 5'10". I'm 176 centimetres, actually, so I am 5'10", and I'm bigger than you in every way. I was still bang. Right. Um, <laughs> Wigan Warriors, uh, 
2013 debut. How old were you then? 18. 18? Yeah. Jeez, what, oh, you would have been about 38 then. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been 32 then, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember running off him, actually. Leaving stunt marks in my chest. Mate, 33 games, 10 tries, 24 goals, yeah. 84 glorious points at the DW. Run us through your time at um, Wigan. Yeah, obviously, like, you know, we, I came up with a group of of players like George Williams, Lewis Tinney, Joe Burgess, Tom Freddy, Ryan Sutton. Oh, mate. Ah. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> and um, now we had, like, going through the academy, I moved when I was 16 to, uh, from, from Normie to there, which were a big eye-opener. But, um, yeah, I went through academy there and then just ended up debuting at 18 and um, ended up leave, asking to leave at the end of 2015. Yeah, and... Uh, End of 15, one game for Workington Town. Mate, I can remember being... How's the Cumbrian trip? Listen to this, mate. We're fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Went up training, like, this, this what? This, this, this was before a World Club Challenge, right? We played Brisbane. And I was in contention of playing against Brisbane. But Wayne and said, and John Winder said, uh, I want you to go up to Workington in case you don't play for us, you're playing for them. What a drop from yeah, glory. Listen, so traveling up on the Thursday, I have to go up on a Thursday night, train with Workington, come back down. He goes, nah, you're, not, you're going to be playing at Workington this week. He said, it's a World Cup challenge. I'm like, yeah, all right, anyway, go up. It's snowing, everything. I'm, I mean, Kyle or up. we get there. Call, call it off, they call it off. <laughs> Three hour travel up, they call it off. <laughs> and uh, little Airbnb and a night on the piss. I'm just like, no, we came straight back. We're not seeing in that in that place. Like, <laughs> then back down, and then uh, a few weeks later, I had to, I had to play from again. So, me and Lewis Tinney played from that week, and um, I can remember all lads went out night before game, and um, me and Lewis Tinney were in this little B and B, and just like just looking at each other, like, what what are we doing? Like, but we're only like 19, 20 year old, and we're like, yeah, yeah. we can't do well, and. Um, we were in changing rooms, ready for game, and uh, coach came in and said, "Come on, lads, let's warm up." They went, "Nah," and just and just tied on. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, and, I, and I played against. We played against Sheffield. We lost, and I said, "I'm never off back again." Like, well, and you weren't, and I didn't go back. Yeah, right. Do you um, know what? Do you know what though? That that leads on to to say, do you think dual registration works? Do you know what I mean? Because that is how hard is it to go from Wigan? who are the Super League champions <laughs> and no disrespect to Workington but they're a semi-professional team and then you've got to go up to Workington and deal yeah. with that that is so hard as a player yeah. when you're used to it, a specific environment if you're going to try and rattle a player's head you'd send him up there do, not do. because there's nothing wrong with Workington no. I'll tell you I actually almost signed for Workington um, yeah so there you go but um, look it's just the travel and you know, you know what I mean. But just on that, I mean, I played a, I played a game. Um, uh, I went on loan to Bradford when they were in League One, obviously last year. Um, I played a game against West Wales. Uh, <laughs> West Wales, we won a hundred and twenty nil. I didn't score a single. I didn't score a single. <laughs> I didn't score a single point, and I played Saints in a Challenge Cup semi final the week after. So. And I scored in that. <laughs> well, last year, like, Armand Roy played for uh, Leeds in uh, World Cup Challenge against Melbourne. Yeah. In Melbourne. Week after he played for Fed Rovers. Yeah. But, like, what's going- Only <laughs> in the British game of rugby league would that happen. I mean, that's just, that's madness, isn't it? I always remember being at Featherstone, though, and at the time it was dual edge with Wakefield and, like, Tom oh, yeah. Johnson came down yeah, and played yeah. and a couple of yeah, others. Yeah, I remember him playing for us, but, yeah. But the thing is, it, it really affected the Featherstone lads because yeah. they was on 
you know, they was getting paid to play on an appearance. So yeah. those lads were taking the position, taking their money, and it, it proper pissed them off. And yeah, yeah. it was my first experience of, of, of seeing that. And I thought, you know, and even since then, I've also you've thought, had a good career then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but, but it, that 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 just basically told me that dual reg just doesn't work. Yeah. It's too hard. It's, we've got to have a reserve grade, haven't we? Yeah, but look, you're never going to have a reserve grade with so many, you know, proud championship teams uh, you'd have to ch you'd have to scrap the championship to have a reserve grade you just it would, you, have to there's not enough players in the country there's not enough players mm -hmm. in the country to have a competitive uh championship completely you know they've only got six six teams that are fighting for top five and the rest you can pretty much pick the scores and you could pick that sounded british as fuck then hey eh? oh, i've been here too long um look you know what i mean it, you'd have to scrap the championship to have a reserve grade if you wanted to run it the same as nrl which i think works um you're getting your players. So let's say, for example, Wakefield. Um, if you didn't play for Wakefield that week, you play for Wakefield Reserves. And that would be built up of players that are from, say, Fev, Bradford, right? Mm. That's, the only, that's the only way. Otherwise, championship teams are going to pick players that would normally be uh, a my type of player. So like a player that plays maybe 10, 15 games of Super League a year and then is fighting for a position. Um, do you know what I mean? The championship teams are going to pick them and you're going to have... 16 year old kids that aren't ready for Super League like you do now mm -hmm. uh, and, they're, and they're getting introduced to it way too early and they're not getting the right coaching prior um, but that's just my thought on there's a lot of pride Rocky or more there's a lot of pride in, um, in in rugby league teams in, in clubs there's a lot of heritage like in clubs like Swinton and Rochdale who struggle financially do you know what I mean but the you know I know what you're saying that these clubs need probably to come together get a plan yeah, it's got to be but no one wants league. to lose their crest. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There's yeah. a lot of pride and, and there's a, there is a lot of heritage at stake, uh, but something needs to happen to 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 get rugby league thriving again because yeah, I think I do generally think the quality's gone down a little bit. Mate, if it, it sounds harsh, and I don't mean to be harsh, but I'm just giving my honest opinion. If you can't f flourish in at the level of competition you're at, then I'm sorry, you don't. You don't deserve to be there. It's not good for the players getting flogged every week. West Wales last year, I think their for and against was against was like was something like two thousand points or something. And their four was like forty, sixty points. Like that that is not fun for they anyone. Need, they no. need sat their attacking coach. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't getting them into good ball enough. Um, <laughs> look, I mean Something has to happen. Uh, I'll tell you what they did. Remember South Sydney? South Sydney dominated the NRL, right? They dominated it. They, 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 won, they won premiership after premiership. I think they've won the most premierships out of any other club. Then they didn't have enough money, so the NRL kicked them out, right? Yeah. Now they're back in there. They're thriving again. That, it sounds harsh, but that's the best way. If, if, if not being kicked out means you have to merge, then get merging. What do you reckon, lad? <laughs> My computer's going to die, so let's rip through this. Um, look, 2016, <laughs> you moved to the mighty Castleford Tigers. Yeah. Weldon Road Specialist yep. is what they were calling that's you. Found out you, innit? Yeah, that's the time of your life, mate. Wait, what a crew we had. Uh, <laughs> what a crew we had, eh? Isn't it? Yeah. Whew. Jesus, 10 points clear. No dramas. Rocky, tell us about it's your time at Castleford. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your time at Castleford, mate. Mate, it was meant with you, you and uh, Monas, literally, Matt. <laughs> 
Funniest in rugby league, I reckon. Yeah, that's why you ended up at Leaf. You hanging around <laughs> with them two footlets. <laughs> uh, I got mixed um, mixed reviews on that partnership. Um, <laughs> what a man! Uh, I I always said, do you, I don't know if you'll remember me saying this to you at Featherstone though. When I first met you, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine I said you remind me of Joe Monahan, and then just like years later, well, a year later, you both ended up together, just called Carnage in Castleford. Yeah. It was just a recipe for disaster. That. Well, I tell you what, the recipe for success because we were ten points clear league leaders. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you, have, you you had to play. You I played. Playing. I only played. I only played ten games. Did you? Did you, what, get, did you get a medal? What a ten games! Yeah, I did get a medal. It took six months though. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nah, yeah, it's good times. Wasn't it, Cass? We had just a rock solid bunch of blokes. Yeah. Then Rocky, you moved to uh, Lee Centurions. Not <laughs> 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 bad, was it? Well, weren't they struggling financially? Is that what, that year? What, no, not at, not at this point. We've oh, no? we, we just been promoted to Super League, mm. and obviously you come oh. from Cass, yeah, haven't yeah. you? Oh no, I'm thinking about. I would, um, I'm thinking about last year, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, right. Run us for your time at Lee, mate. Awful. Awful. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Biggest regret in my life going there. I well. met met a good few good people, would you? Um, yeah, that's about it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it weird that like you can have such one exp- like you're playing the same game it's not like if you're in HR and you move to another HR job it's roughly similar isn't it yeah. but rugby league you you can honestly you, one of them you're going from arsehole to breakfast time aren't yeah you? it's personalities <laughs> isn't it yeah. it's personalities and relationships and that's what it boils down to and if you if if your ethos doesn't yeah. doesn't match you know that that club's ethos then unfortunately you you ain't going to settle and you know, you you'd been at some big clubs, hadn't mm. you? You know, I'd I'd come from Warrington, uh, background, and you come from Wigan and Castleford, and and it was difficult. And, and Lee were just going through a transition yeah. phase at the at, at the time, but it, it was it was difficult, wasn't it? When yeah. you, you could see what yeah. what needed to be done, but it, it wasn't know. really changing. Yeah, I think, like you said, personnel, and you know, a lot a lot of people didn't get on. I know it took you a while to to understand what kind of person I was, didn't it? <laughs> to what end you only got me, didn't you? When I obviously like I won't get him paid for. Once in six months, and then end up playing million pound game and that, and it was just it was so it was so fucked up. I can't, I can't explain how. Oh, bad it was. I remember. Yeah, I remember this time. Now you're talking. I about. had the difficult relationship because obviously Rocky weren't playing, and I was the conditioner at the time. So I had the I the only conversations I was having with him some some weeks was Rocky, you won't field with me doing extra fitness. <laughs> yeah. So it, it become it become really difficult, and yeah, that yeah. relationship was it, it didn't break down no. or anything. I, 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 think I, think I, I felt for him. That, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I could see that. He, he, he really wanted to achieve something with yeah. the club and do something but he just wasn't getting the chance and it is it's frustrating, yeah. frustrating I think it, I think at first when I came back from that suspension from a month away um, I came back in like beginning of August and I didn't play till end of September so I was with him for eight weeks and I thought he was just flogging me to, to help the club get rid of me because yeah. the club like, wanted me to go and I head, thought he was your on, head goes uh, when you get in the position yeah, yeah. you don't trust anyone and I thought he was flogging me but he, he was just doing his job to Mm. to get me in case I did play and I did end up playing in them in, in them last two games so yeah oh well mate that, that brought about a move to uh, pretty quickly <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Wakefield Trinity where I think you're in the form of your, of your career obviously I don't even know you from 2013 to 2015 but I'm going off uh, Wikipedia stats that you are in the form of your career and you seem to be enjoying yourself mate and you, you're able to you've obviously changed positions of late but um, predominantly, you've been playing in the halves there, and and, and you're um and you seem you seem to be killing it, mate. 
Cheers, Jai. Fuck me. No, that, that's about as, that <laughs> is that is as that's bad a, as good as it gets for me. He's getting yeah. the cheddar. Yeah. I thought you were a dickhead until you accepted this um, <laughs> to come on the show, mate. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, you are. I think you're playing really well, mate. And so, what, tell us about your time there and, and how the move came about. Yeah, obviously, it was a bit of a risk for you, wasn't it? it um, yeah, it was. Obviously, at Lee, I didn't. I was just went all about that, but. A million pound game came we lost and um they wanted me to sign they wanted to sign me again and i was like how does that work after everything what's just happened like, why would i sign again yeah anyway i took i took the uh, the gamble of not having a club yeah i just you know one came up with toronto and i was just like i don't think that's the right environment for me and then uh waitfield came up but I, I was out of the club for 14 weeks maybe yeah i remember and it was like it, i, I kind of got to that point where i ready to start not uh, not career but life again because I, well, nothing was coming up yeah. and um, I took a gamble awake and not, not the best pay at all but I, ju I just believed in myself I just needed one one little uh, chance to get out of an hole and I knew, I knew I'd take it from there yeah do you think do you think um, do you think a big uh, reason why you're playing the best footy of your career is because of that tiny uh, I guess sacrificial 14 weeks where you realise that um, you know it's either this or go back into the working world and, and you sort of just hone in on what you need to do yeah 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 i think so and obviously playing for, playing for a club what means a lot to me and, and my family and that kind of stuff and and once i got to know the boys it, it's you know like i said it's the best group i've played with but you know um started this year started at fullback and i, I really found that i've started to enjoy it there and then yeah obviously we've got a few injuries so i'm back in after a bit yeah you were you did i read this wrong you were a wakey fan yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you a wakey kid? Wakey kid, yeah. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. No, I'm into, <laughs> I'm into, mate. I'm, in, I'm, uh, I live in Altofs now. So did you ask, did you ask my you, If you have any, <laughs> so if you have any well, troubles, actually, you're over the bridge. You don't come into Normandy. No, I'm, I'm inside the double bridge, the two bridges, oh, just inside uh, the. I'm on Pope Street. Yeah, that's not in. That's Altofs, not Normandy though. You have to come I'm over near the Poplar. You have to come over. Yeah, on here, Poplar. Yeah. yeah, right there. Yeah, them yeah. new builds. You yeah, know them new builds. Yeah, you're right, right, so right. if you want to come down any time, I'll roll out the carpet. Because <laughs> I got a bit spare. I'm good mates with Benny Westwood. And, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he, he, he's a normie lad. Mm. He, he everyone, everyone from Normie says they're the king of Normie. Ben Kikane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've actually heard this. I've, he, I've actually met Rocky, Benny Westwood. Rocky said he was the king of Normie. Benny Westwood thinks he's the king of Normie. There's only one king of Normie, and that's Joe Westwood. <laughs> Joe, Benny Westwood's brother is the king of Normie. End of. Legitimate. That's, that's debate w over. Wayne Game Fisher. of Thrones style it is a bit in um, in Normie, where you've got your own little sections, and you're, I'm just going to start invading people soon, but I need to build my, I need to build my army up. But, um, yeah. So that's your career, according to Wikipedia, and obviously straight from the horse's mouth, Rocky Hampshire. Um Right, that's the end of part two. Join us straight after these news headlines. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a future superstar at your amateur club? Get your videos in now to the Bachelor's Mushy Peas Amateur Try of the Week. Just upload your videos to the Rugby AM Facebook page each week, the winning try gets a Bachelor's Mushy P official ball and they go into the competition for try of the season where one lucky team will win the chance to train with a Super League team of their choice. Outstanding prize for outstanding talent, thanks to Bachelor's Mushy Peas. 
Okay, welcome back. So this is Paul Wood Tech. Because <laughs> Jai's having an issue fit here. No, I just don't know. I don't no, know no, what no. you're about to he say. He doesn't know what's happening in the world of rugby league, <laughs> basically. Anything but, in Lancashire, mate, I'm done with that. I'm done <laughs> yeah. with that place. Yeah, but and M62 is, is Le- absolutely related. Fucked. But obviously, Leeds, Leeds have sacked the coach, Dave Ferner. And Sean Wayne has been linked to that job yeah and obviously you've worked with Sean yeah. Wayne do you think that'd be a good a good I choice reckon for so, Leeds mate. yeah I, re- I reckon obviously the, the, there's talk about new coach at Wigan they don't know they've got it yet but I don't think Sean Wayne's got anything left to achieve at Wigan he's brought so many youngsters through and you know that's what Wigan's about and then he won all them trophies and just produced so many good players I think a new challenge for him at Leeds would be would be unbelievable yeah so yeah first of all he couldn't go back to Wigan could yeah. he even though they're struggling, they couldn't go back to Wigan. Um, I, I don't personally think he'd want to, would he? No. But that whole Wigan coaching fiasco is just, they've stuffed up there. Yeah, ma- massively. Sure, I'm waiting. Why would you sign a coach and then sign a coach for the following year that's different? I, me, I don't know this. I haven't asked Sean Wayne this, but I don't think personally Sean Wayne would have ever, ever, ever left Wigan. There must have been a reason really? for him to, to, yeah. to leave, you know what I mean? So, we should try and get that information. Yeah, we'll try, we'll try and get that. Um, but him going to Leeds, I think, would be a good choice yeah. because of the, the, the mentality and his ethos and, yeah. and, and his toughness. I think that's what Leeds need at the minute. Yeah, yeah d- oh, go on, Jai, No, no, no. I was just going to say, it would, it would also build a... Um, uh, a rivalry. I don't know if you would have caught this article from um, Joey Johns that uh, during the week that um, Joey call him Joey because I've because I've never <laughs> met him. I played with, um, <laughs> I played with him. <laughs> um, I like that. Right, so <laughs> yeah, so. cut a long story short though. He um, rang me the other week. It was absolutely steaming. <laughs> Brian Kearney giving my number, <laughs> telling him that it was somebody else. So he rings me up steaming. Hey, how you doing, Tez? I'm like, nah, it's Woody, mate. So we had a conversation. For he quickly hung up on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I'll just pick it, that it, name. He made it. He, <laughs> he, um, he, he brought out an article that basically said um, rugby league's gone too soft. It needs more. It needs more rivalry. It needs more hate. Needs more passion to like you know engage the fans. And I just think um, Wayne going to Leeds would probably ignite a real Wigan Leeds if there isn't already because I know absolutely fuck all about the history <laughs> of Super League. No, you're right, mate. Because and and, and I'm good friends with uh, Carl Fitzpatrick, who's the CEO. Well, ex rugby league player, played for Salford, win this, but he's the CEO at Warrington now, and he. He says rugby league is show business. We need that rivalry. If you look at uh, Warrington's social media page now and everything mm, they do, the yeah, build-ups yeah. to games, yeah. it's all about creating a rivalry. Yeah. And we need that. And it, it, we, we've got to go against uh, the tide, you know, the, the traditional way of what rugby league's about. We need to, it's show business, do you know what yeah. I mean? It does, it needs reinventing. And I I've, I've generally think that Carl Fitzpatrick at Warrington will be, be talked about revolutionising this bit of rugby league away from the game away from the game it's got to change and and, and and just one more thing though the Warrington what they do is they don't it's not about the, the win or the loss it's the match day experience the fans have got to walk out to that stadium and say I've had a back. great day whether they win or they lose and I think yeah. that's a great yeah. great philosopher yeah. but I, th- I still feel like you've got the the people that are really stuck in their ways in rugby league and any yeah. ch- any thought about change is wrong for the game and people need to just get out of that sort of I don't know persona that it's that it's it's uh, change isn't good um, I, I think it is look you only have to look at um, the IPL so the Indian Premier League uh, with cricket and like the the T20 in Australia and, and mm-hmm. the the big bash I mean that is just absolutely mind-blowing now correct me if I'm wrong but there's a statistic of 
uh, when Pakistan played India, one billion people tuned in to watch it. A billion people watched India versus Pakistan in a T20 match. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you, have you caught up on how this works, uh, the IPL works? So basically, celebrities own teams, okay? Um, like rich as, you know, um, oil sheiks, bloody whatever, you name it. Just real rich blokes and women and everyone. Um, basically, they bid for players from all over the world so like uh, it's literally like a like a horse auction um, a player's name will come up let's say Dave Warner from Australia batsman whatever and literally it's just it's like an auction of, of, <laughs> of people of people all around rich people all around tables trying to get that player for their team right and then uh, whatever your team is look and they, they they get the best players they want and then you compete in a T20 big bash sort of situation um Mate, it is incredible. You got to, It's like a. It's like a play on words. And we're far away from. And there's that. a bit of sport. No, but look, they've only introduced this. This Lucky, a, I'm sure ten pound. I'm ten pound will <laughs> I'll push it to twelve pound fifty. <laughs> yeah, geez, that'll be a hot property. Um, <laughs> just over a decade. Look, but if you look at where the game's gone in Super League, there's no even the NRL. They are not reaching anywhere near the heights in this amount of time. I mean, this has honestly rocketed a billion people watching like they're doing something right but the thing is with rugby league is it, it, it we, we don't change things do we we don't we don't what no. we do we change rules and then that, <laughs> that kills the game and people stop watching it and we sulk and we moan yeah, yeah, yeah. but things don't change and, and that's why i really like being um you know involved at, at Warrington in the match days and stuff it's, it's different you know what i mean it's, it, there is a bit of a carnival atmosphere the build-up's good the social media's good everything around the club they've got a they've got a, a shitload of money as well which which always helps but yeah. you know what i mean they, 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 they are doing the right things off the field the building rivalries you know um, yeah. look look at the the stuff they did they put out the the Warrington and the Wigan game a couple of weeks ago they really really built it up and you know and it got people talking about yeah, the game yeah. and it you know hopefully it can build this rivals. is exactly the point that joey john's made that, that that people need more hate in the game and and you need to get back into um, a, a, like that, a football yeah. rivalry of where like we're gonna go down and we're gonna smash this and we're gonna get online and bang out some keyboard bullshit and we hate tottenham or whatever yeah. you know what i mean we do we need to build that rivalry back and you know it we it, I'm not saying we need to go like WWE type, type <laughs> stuff, you know what I mean? Face-offs and everything. Get some but, firms down there the, between the be bridge. Some rivalry, you know what I mean? I, I'd love to see players go at each other on Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and, you can't, you can't, because people whinge about it. <laughs> you just can't be yourself in rugby league. No, you know, and like, this is... Tarnished. And honestly, I, I don't speak very honest. Uh, I mean, like, serious. I'm usually just taking the piss, like, 99% of my entire life. But um, I will speak serious about it for a second. I, I said before the show, I would not put myself into a podcast and I will not you know put effort into something uh, if I can't be myself mm. uh, if, if I can't be myself and, and have a joke and have a laugh and show you who I really am I'm doing everyone that's listening to this a complete disservice because yeah. that's not who I am I, I want to have a laugh I want to have a joke I want to take the piss I, I want to get the piss taken out of me but everyone's tried but they can't because I'm too quick <laughs> I'm a verbal assassin but uh, <laughs> no, look <laughs> That's how it is, isn't it? If you can't, if you can't, there's, I mean, the Matty John show, if you've watched that, that's that's pretty funny. He gets to be himself a bit. Yeah, he takes nice. the piss a bit. No, well, well, I, well what there's I no see, shows like that over here, if what, I could tell what you What I want to see this week, I want to see Rocky Hampshire get on Twitter this week and just offer Anthony Gellin on Because <laughs> he's playing against him this week. And just call him loads of names. Just basically just... 
get in his head yeah. and um, let's see, let's see where it goes. But uh, Anthony Gellin's a legend on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You get some yeah I think you go. I think if you're going straight for the big fish, yeah. but that's how you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, let's just kill. get it create, out there. Create some publicity. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Right. Speaking of uh, this week's fixtures. Oh no, sorry. We we do have a, a little bit to mention. Uh, JJB, our very own Jamie Jones Buchanan. 20 years since his debut. If you're listening, Jonesy, um, that's a massive milestone. It's better than I, I, I literally couldn't possibly do that at the age I'm at. So, and I obviously haven't done that. I play about 10 games a year. But Woody, um, <laughs> he, he thinks it's nothing too crash hot because he's played 18 years. You do 18 nah. Yeah, yeah, 18, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and I had two good seasons. (laughs) But, um, do you know what? Jones is one of my heroes. When I had my testimonial at Warrington, uh, someone gave me JJB's testimonial brochure and said, have a look at that. That's a, you know, it's it's a good uh, template to to go off, basically. And and I read the whole brochure and and he's very, very... Well, we all know he's very inspiring, Jamie Jones, but... What he had to do in early in his career, he had a ton of injuries and he had to loads of obstacles to face. And um, you know, it just goes to show on it hard work and, and you know being a decent person. And 20 years in the game, mate, he is he is for me a rugby league legend. Yeah. And he's he's been at Leeds in the most successful period, hasn't he? You yeah. know, what I mean, he's won everything. Don't know, don't he, he's won everything. So um, you know, fair play to him. You know, he's a great bloke. He deserves everything he gets, and uh, he's, yeah. a, he's a legend in my eyes. It's absolutely cracking uh, career. I mean, debut in 99 uh, 419 appearances for Leeds Rhinos um, 75 tries he could pick up his um, strike rate there but um, look uh, 14 games for England and one game for Great Britain which they should be the same thing in my eyes I don't know what's happening there is that correct? No it's Great Britain not Great, Great Britain is Great Britain is England Ireland Scotland and Wales so, and England's just England oh, so England so England England is England and Normanton so, so England is England and Great Britain is England plus some one person you know from Scotland Charles <laughs> mate it? So, yeah sweet yeah alright Beautiful. Um, all right, let's get uh, straight into this week's fixtures. Challenge Cup week. Friday, you've got Hull FC versus Castleford, which is on Sky. Uh, boys, predictions? Can I predict this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you are, but just you know, keep it PG. I think it'll be a good game, that. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Cast fans. I do rate you as a team, really, but I think Hull FC, I think they're coming back off that. Catalan defeat, I think Radders will have them, mm-hmm. have them up. They, they, they've had some good success as well in Challenge Cup mm-hmm. yeah. the last few years. So. The Cup Kings, or so, what's he called them? Also, can we just quickly uh, discuss what's his new number plate? Okay, it's um, his number plate on his new uh, whatever he's got. He drives a big Audi or something. It says uh, Cast Ten Judd. <laughs> <laughs> Cast Ten Judd. <laughs> what? Is, He's absolutely fucking kidding himself. <laughs> uh, right. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to go Cass. Uh, I think both sides are heavily under the pump. And to be honest, I don't think... Well, obviously you want to win the Challenge Cup, but I think whoever loses this is going to... It's going to help them out just regarding mm. injuries. Um, Rocky, who are, you, who are you tipping? Oh, oh I think. Hull. Yeah, you want to speak into the mic? You want to go? Do you want to go? Mm. <laughs> Stop spitting when you talk. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> um, 
into the next game, Wakefield Trinity versus Widness. Uh, obviously, Rocky, you can't predict this game. So me and Woody will predict it. Who you got, Woody? Yeah, obviously, you've got to go work, haven't you? Um, Widness are doing it tough. I feel for Kieran Pirtle uh, because he was at, he was at Lee and he, yeah. he did it tough at Lee and obviously moved over, transitioned to Widness and all of a sudden they, they went into administration. And, uh, good coach, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good coach, Kieran, and he just needs a fair crack at the whip mm. and he's, he, he's sort of jumped out the out the frying pan into the fire. But he is doing a good job at Widness and uh, he's getting the, the young kids playing for him and uh, could be a tough, tough fixture, but I think just obviously... You've got to go wakey there, haven't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going wakey as well. Look, um, Dewsbury versus Halifax. I'll tell you what's interesting about this is um, we've got this 1895 Cup coming up. Look, one of these teams is obviously going to win and it's going to clash with your um, this 1895 Cup. So they're going to have either Dewsbury or Halifax. I'm tipping Halifax to win, but uh, they're going to have another Easter weekend period it's going to be a wednesday night game into us into a saturday into a friday um geez why are you bothered you're not playing <laughs> yeah well, i thought this show was about rugby league right um saturday back in the super league salford versus hull kr how do you see it going salford i reckon salford yeah i think salford i tip salford on that yeah one. i'm going salford um kr they're struggling at the moment they should be getting troops back uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, right, the the, the mouth-watering, juiciest <laughs> clash in the history of mankind. <laughs> Bradford Bulls versus the Leeds Rhinos. Is it all it's hyped up to be? And how do you see it going? Do you know what, Jay? <laughs> because of John Keir. He's I, a master he motivator. Is, man, we had a little you. pep talk. Just before I come here, not, not me, he did it not and me and him. him what's oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not me and him personally. I mean, he, he he spoke to the team, and I was getting pumped up. You know, I wanted to playing? get out of. No, I'm not playing. I'm not back. For, I'm not back for eight weeks. But I was getting that pumped. I wanted to get up, and I don't know. I wanted to fight someone or do something. <laughs> Webber was in front of me though. We, we would have we would have flogged shit out of me. And, um, but no, look. He is, a, he is a master motivator and um, Bradford at home as well. Yeah, Bradford at home. Look, they're expecting a crowd of thirteen thousand people which is about 12,500 more than Wakefield gets. So, do you know what? Um, do you know what, mate? <laughs> you, you said 13,000, but back in the day, that, that would have been a low crowd, wouldn't it? Yeah. You, you go back 15 years, that would have been up to like 20 or 1,000 mm. easy. Yeah, well, obviously, you've, used, you've probably seen this picture. There's a picture in the, in, in Oddsall inside the coral stand of, um, of yeah. the game that had 120. 1,212 yeah. or 102,000. It was a replay of the Challenge Cup final. It was Warrington yeah. and Halifax. Halifax. Mate, absolute. Like, obviously, you've got mm. occupational health so and that's safety. Nothing, so that's nothing to do with Bradford Leeds Derby then? No, but I'm just saying, talking about crowds. Mm. Thanks. Are oh, you a bit bitter about that Wakefield yeah, comment yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, that is absolutely ridiculous. You couldn't have that now for, for occupational health and safety reasons because mm. people get trampled and that. But. Um, Oh, look, that's crazy. I hope we get a massive crowd, and I hope it's a. I just, I just, obviously, I want Bradford to win because I play for Bradford, but I just want it to be a real. I want there to be a bit of maybe a bit of biff, maybe a just a bit of early biff. You know when there's a bit of early hiss hoss. <laughs> <and>, um, <laughs> Honestly, Stuart Fielding and 
uh, Barry McDermott, mate, when they played Bradford versus Leeds in the rivalry, it was always a fight, wasn't there? And it was just, it, it was just absolutely fantastic. That, and, that and is people, footy. People would talk about that. They wouldn't talk about the yeah, result. They wanted yeah, to yeah. see the fight, you yeah, know. And yeah. um, Rocky, how you, how you see the game going? Are you going for the mighty Bradford nah, Bulls? Please, oh, yeah. yeah no, so. well. That shows how much you know about the game. <laughs> um, look, uh, everything else, it's downhill from that game, to be honest. Catalans versus Doncaster. Catalans. That's going to be an old-fashioned French wipeout. Yeah. In it. Mm. Catalans versus League One, Doncaster. You would imagine so. Uh, yeah. I don't think Doncaster have been this far in the cup for years, have they? Um, so, fair play to them. They'll enjoy the occasion. Um, but that, that that could be interesting uh, if, if they Weekend raise the game France. for that and... Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never know. You know, stranger things have happened. Uh, I.e., Liverpool, Barcelona last night. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, Sunday we got Warrington versus Wigan. Uh, that's probably probably one of the games of of, of the round. Um, I, look, I I can't go past Warrington. I think I think Warrington will win two trophies this year. I've been saying it all year, and obviously when that comes to fruition, everyone labels me a tipping god and, and I leave the place but um, how do you see that going yeah I'll go I'll go Warrington again I don't think they were they, they were great against Castleford uh, so I think they'll they'll do a lot of work this week and, and try and improve the game and they've had a pretty decent turnaround that they played yeah. Friday night and then obviously Sunday so they've had they've had a good rest I'm sure they'll be they'll be up though yeah uh, Rocky Old Flame the yeah. Old Flame yeah we can turn up in big games though. That's they do, don't they? they? Do, don't they? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I can't call this one, Matt. Can't call it? What, uh, you're sitting on the fence? I think so, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Huddersfield versus St. Helens. Uh, look, what else needs to be said? I think St. Helens will spank them. Mm, but do you know what? If you look at history, they always struggle against Huddersfield. Bogey team. Uh, you think they're a bit of a bogey team? Mate, I'm telling you, they, yeah. they do. They struggle against them. So whether it's... Um, we see a, a result there from Huddersfield and I said it last week I was speaking to Chris Chester at that Wakefield takeover mm. day and um, he was saying yeah. how, how impressed he was with, with Huddersfield yeah. even more yeah, they've been getting early points on teams if they if they can just hold that uh, that you know 20 minute moment where they sort of been lapsing and it's been costing see, them matches last week it was just two errors yeah and we just we just took the chances to give us got, did you just get some intercepts yeah. Was that Ben, ben Joseph got an intercept? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. I mean, look, they're they're luck, aren't they? So and then a penalty on the stick. So yeah, there you go. Um, right, that uh, that wraps up the show. Uh, that wraps up Challenge Cup round. Uh, we'll quickly give you the current top ten in the Man of Steel chase. Uh, my pick, Blake Austin, is sitting on top at twenty points. Big big bopper, big bopper clothing. He's classy, yeah. Yeah, big bopper, David Fafita. Uh, he's doing it all at the moment, isn't he? Chip chasing, grabbing, but he's <laughs> yeah. getting t-shirts out there. He's the whole package. Uh, Jackson Hastings, Stefan Ratchford, James Roby, who's not. I wouldn't say he's let slip. He's just there's other players in his team that are just crushing it. Um, Liam Watts, Mark Snood, Snood, <laughs> um, Lachlan Coote, Danny Bruff who's doing well to he's not he's not played many mm-hmm. the last few weeks either and Johnny Lomax who surprisingly is only on nine I points know, yeah. um, I think I, he's, he? I think <laughs> it, it, honestly he's probably one of the best players in Super League he's he can a, play anywhere yeah. he could probably play centre he'd do a job on the wing um, you know he's a quality fullback which I think is his main position and I don't he's know, leading I mean, St. Helens to the top of the table from 5'8 yeah. uh, 
Fuck, I reckon. He absolutely suitcased me in the game as well. We had a, little, we had a <laughs> quick that, chat. I think he's probably one of the best de- defending halves in comp. Yeah, I made a break. Bangs people. I made a break and I went up the side there at Weldon Road and buddy um, went to back myself and he absolutely collared me. We, we, ended up in the, um, we ended up in the stands, just smashed against the thing. And we had a quick chat, actually. He was like, uh, you all right? And I was like, yeah, thanks for that. And Pally, Pally blew me fucking legs clean off in video so and then and now i'm at bradford um <laughs> so yeah listen anyway thanks for listening uh, we want to appreciate rocky hampshire coming on at late notice so thanks rocky thank you you too um and uh new co-host paul wood uh who will be this will be the formidable two uh moving forward and um rest in peace oliver holmes This is a Rugby AM production.